Hello and welcome. This is the Bits vs. Byte podcast. I'm your host, Amar Grigic, and today with me is Almo van Burden. Uh, he is uh, one of the co-founders for Surferwell. So, Almo, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, what I would like to start off with uh, is a little bit about your background and also uh, how you got to join uh, Surferwell. Could you tell a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So, um, the moment I joined Surferwell was uh, about well, over four, uh, four and a half years ago. And uh, let's say that the first founder um, who I now regard as, uh, as, as, well, I regard myself now as kind of a co-founder, um, especially if we uh, we look at how Surfwell is at the, at the moment. But he started off with, with let's say, the website. Um, so what he did basically was... Um, he found an opportunity uh, within the surfing. So surfing was uh, upcoming. It's still kind of upcoming, but already established and, and popular and, and I believe still growing. But about five years ago, um, this was really upcoming. So especially for p- people who never surfed, um, they really wanted to go surfing. It was uh, booming and, and everyone wanted to be involved. And Hans uh, found actually that at that moment, there was not much to be found online for beginning surfers. So like, let's say, um, if I want to start surfing, what do I do? Do I just rent a surfboard? Or do I take one surf lesson in the Netherlands? Can I actually surf in the Netherlands? Would I go to France for a week of surf camp? You know, just answering these kinds of questions through a blog. And he thought as well, okay, if I have a blog, it would be nice to commercialize it. And the way he did that was basically to combine um, or to offer the combination of learning a language with surfing. Um, And this idea came from his marketing background. uh, And and he learned that if we wanted to start an online business, it was a very good idea to start something very niche. Um, And he, through an internship he did, but I don't want to get too much into this, but uh, because of an internship he he did in Cape Town, where he was working at a language school, he basically found out that within the online um, language, international language industry, the power of, of agencies is very large. So this brought him to the idea of, hey, why not start an agency uh, from a niche point of view? And then we could combine surfing with learning a language. And this would mm-hmm. basically mean that we just gather well let's say 10 or 15 or 20 language schools which are located on surf spots we combine them on the website with a nice dutch translation our personal service and and you you add some extra benefits to it and and he saw it as business model yeah. and so he started off with this and at that time i was uh, i was studying in uh, in cordoba the south of spain uh, i was there for an exchange and as uh, other uh, students may refer to as well, during these exchanges, you typically uh, have a lot of uh, free time. And uh, Hans knew that as well, of course. Uh, by the way, we, we know each other from uh, from about six, seven years ago in, in Amsterdam, where my first uh, house where I live, my first uh, room I had was was in the same apartment where Hans was living. Ah, okay. uh, so he, he kind of approached me and, and he said like, yeah, this is the project I'm working on. And... Um, yeah, do you uh, do, do you want to help me out uh, with one or two things? Just keep track of your hours, and uh, and I'll get back to you with a let's say conversation. 
And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to uh, to earn some quick cash, even though it was not going to be a lot, but still, I uh, let's let's give it a go. So I, uh, I translated, did some copywriting on one or two pages. I remember the first one was in, in Ecuador about a surf spot called Montanita, Spanish and surf school over there. And I did another one in Costa Rica, and he uh, he quite liked it, actually. And this uh, was followed, actually, quite soon by the question, uh, well, I haven't earned any money yet, so I can't pay you, but uh, would you be willing to uh, to join me on this project? And this was over four, four years and a half ago. And uh, from then on... Uh, We've been working on it ever since, and uh, well, the, the the company has developed into many new things, new ways where I uh, I've been involved uh, in a lot as well. So um, so from, yeah. from that moment, I was basically in, and uh, that's from when we started really running this company. Yeah. So when you look at um, because you're one of the, as you said, one of the co-founders, uh, what what does a typical day look like for you? So what, what's what's kind of the things that you have as a role within the within the company? Um, well, there are basically um, there are differences between Hans and myself, and there are differences between the let's say the two seasons of the year. So um, to start off with with the uh, with the difference between Hans and myself is, I always say Hans makes sure people get onto the website, and mm. I'll try and try to make sure that people actually also book a holiday, whether it's a surf holiday or a surf and language holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's basically doing like the digital marketing and all the, the development. So we're building the websites ourselves. Okay. We just launched uh, our new website, uh, which which took a couple months, but we're very happy we can do that uh, in house. Let's say. Um, and then as soon as people are on our website and preferably also uh, kind of leave their details, then uh, I'll get in touch with them and, uh, and and try to see how we can help them. And and of course we try uh, to have them book a surf holiday through us. Yeah. So that's that's a bit about the division between Hans and myself. And um, so Hans' work is more more steady, let's say, and, and we don't like to, to to say we have a nine to five job because it's it's not like that, especially you know, as being an entrepreneur. Sure. But his his job would be more like office hours regulated. Uh, he's just basically lot into the development, especially these days. But from my side, it's it's very different. So I see between January and August is our main uh, sales season. So by then, I'm very busy with yeah, contacting people, uh, making sure all the all the sales are communicated well with our partners, with with the surf recommendations and the surf and language schools. Uh, of course, make sure all the invoices get paid, uh, to do the do the finance. So this is much more sales orientated between uh, January and August. Yeah, and then the rest of the year when it's kind of low season for us in terms of sales and also uh, for the like the bookings because in the in, in autumn there are, of course there are always some people uh, taking a holiday but by far not as much as uh, as as the summer season. Um, so those those months I'm actually much more involved. I mean I'm I'm involved in the in the website, uh, like sharing ideas. How can we still improve things? How can we uh, make more efficient our, our communication to the to the guests, uh, to the to the clients, etc.? So I'm kind of thinking along with the internal process as well. Yeah. Uh, but besides that, I'm also trying to yeah trying to try to get other things done. Uh, for example, uh, I mean a, a podcast uh, is something I re- really like to join into. Uh, try to to work on other external marketing things, let's say, because I mean. 
off season you finally have time for that so get in touch with schools get uh, sometimes I do presentations at schools to to share my experience about traveling about surfing um and and of course at the same time you try a little bit to uh, to promote the brand sure and um uh, try to get in touch with schools to see if they have have want, needs for uh, for school trips uh, to surf camps for example so uh, that's that's the outside the season it's it's harder to to have one specific task every day yeah. but then uh, on the main uh, sales season it's uh, it's it's very much a lot of sales yeah so what i would like to get get into a little bit because uh, you mentioned that uh, you do it in-house so uh, building the website and stuff like that so how do you how do you go about that because a lot of people uh, especially if you don't have a technical background or whatever, it, it's pretty hard to set th- these kinds of things up, right? Uh, so, what are uh, what are some some tips that you have for people that are trying to do that as well? Um, well, several times I just realize how kind of lucky I am with 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 the match between Hans and myself that we we very complementary. um so i'm i'm kind of lucky in that sense that i'm that my co-founder basically is is very well in 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 development Mm -hmm. however what i can can give to as a tip to others is that he did a lot of self-learning so he didn't study anything related to development everything he he knows and he's learning every day because he's doing like he's looking up a lot of tutorials learning from blogs etc etc and and everything he knows everything what's what's for example on our website um is is fully based on on self-study yeah exactly and and i just you know i i i I know in the business some some people other young entrepreneurs are also starting with it with a business like this because in in general the idea looks really nice especially with uh, with the language industry which is a very 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 large industry i mean it's it sounds easy setting up an online agency, add some uh, some language schools to it, and, um, and, you, and you can start selling. But the the guys who don't have this IT or the development in house and they have to to hire a third party, I, I see a tendency that these these businesses are, in my opinion, well, what what I've seen from my experience, they're more likely not to succeed because in the end, it's just going to be too expensive. For every change, it's it's gonna cost you well easily a thousand to to a couple thousand euros to have someone changing your website. Yeah. Uh, so in, in that sense, I feel very happy that I have a co-founder who who's able to do this. Um, but then again, even if you aren't, I think through self-study, you can learn a lot. And and I'm not saying that you just wanna give it a go. I mean, if if you're gonna do it, you really must must know that. I mean, the website nowadays is everything. So you yeah. really must must sure. be sure that that this is taken care of well, yeah. but this is how we do it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, and that's that's a good point to I think to give to to a lot of people as well is to to when you are looking at a at founding a business or actually starting a business, um, usually you won't be able to do everything that you need to do in inside of a business well, right? And that's the that's the thing is uh, you, what 
what you often see is that you you need a co-founder you need someone to help you out uh, through the struggle as well because there are a lot of struggles when you're starting a business and there is a lot of doubt that you have uh, within that process i think it's good to have someone that's uh, that's supporting you all the way and also seeing uh, uh, um, actually doing the things that you are not good at right if you if you're starting a business for example uh, your your co-founder is someone that's good in development but maybe there there are other things that uh, he's less good at uh, and uh, where you can actually come in and help him out with that uh, so that's i think uh, a good uh, a good thing to 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 note for people that want to start a business um so yeah, yeah if i if i can come in here yeah sure um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think what, what you're saying is, is very true um, from, from my own experience as well. So it's it's on one hand, instead of having the competencies of one person, which which can, of course, be broader than, than the ones I individually have or my co-founder has. Mm-hmm. Um, but if normally two people together have more competencies than one person alone. Um, but besides that, what I think is very vital here is 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 like the support you can you can give to each other. Um, one one good friend of mine he um, he started a business uh, one or two years ago, and he he's by doing it everything by himself, which I very much admire him for because I know it's it's hard work and I know it's a struggle. Um, but of course, as a starting entrepreneur, you normally don't have an office, so he joined our office for like. He did this for the first full year. He he sat with us every day, and for us it was good company because it's a, it's a very fun guy. Mm. Uh, but for him, it it was really I think a nice opportunity to to be able to to, to be challenged by us to share his ideas every now and then. And of course, it's it's not like he was sharing ideas at all times, but when he needed to share something, he did it. And and um, I think that's that's also another very vital point of 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 not having to be alone in, in this process that you have the opportunity to just share your ideas with someone at all times. And, and then this guy who's a very good friend of mine, um, he was of course welcome and, and at our office at all times. And we, we knew his business so we could really think along with him, but especially if you have a co-founder, then you, sh- well, I, I assume you're always on the same page, you know, the same things and, and, and you can just exchange thoughts. And um, this, in in the long run, will will just make the make the decisions you take uh, much well, much better. Yeah, yeah, it's it's of, a, yeah, yeah. You you you've thought of it more uh, than uh, than usual. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So what I uh, what I was wondering about uh, to get back to the to to surf a while. Uh, so why why surfing? Because I I can imagine that uh, when people look at it, uh, they will say. Yeah, that's a pretty niche market. How you how are you going to to uh, become a big player in that, or or how are you going to 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 do that? Uh, what do you think about that? So why why uh, why this this whole surfing thing? Yeah, well, um, I mean, being so niche is is the thing we really believe in. Um, I mean, you could make it broader, let's say you take uh, summer holidays or active holidays or, or whatever, but uh, we believe that the broader you, you make your offer, the harder it is to really get a foot in the door and to become an authority. Whereas we, 
for the last four years and a half or five years, let's say, we really have been doing surf holidays every day. Uh, we know well, quite a bit about it. And this has allowed us to become more and more of, a, of an authority. And, and of course, you don't want to go too niche. Um, so just something which comes up in my mind right now. If you, let's say you do violin holidays, I can imagine there might not be enough people to book that yeah, to, to make, exactly. make a living. Yeah. Um, but, but with the surfing, we just, well, I mean, you never know, but we had a strong assumption because in the, in the beginning, we only were offering surf and language holidays but also because of the name, but people saw us more and more as a surf company. So they started to inquire for the surf camps, which are, I mean, the, the, in, already in the 1991, there was a surf camp, a Dutch surf camp in France. Um, and of course, by now, they, they have much larger amounts of people visiting their camps or number of, of guests. Uh, but already almost 30 years ago, this was a thing. And um, at the moment, my my well, my colleague Hans, he started with this. He knew, and, and you could just feel it, and this is kind of has to do with momentum, I think, and, and he really did a good job there. He just felt like, okay, it's up, it's upcoming more and more, and it's it's becoming like a boom. It's becoming trendy. It's it's something people really want. Mm-hmm. So we, we figured out at the moment when we together decided, okay, let's, sh- let's shift the focus from servant language to more the surf holidays. We really had, a, I mean, you never know, but we really had a strong idea that there was going to be sufficient demand for it to capture a nice market share to start off with the Dutch and the Dutch-speaking market in Belgium. If we capture, you know, a, a nice percentage of this entire market, there there would certainly be enough potential for us to make a business, to make a living. Yeah, exactly. So how do you how do you get people through the door? So that's that's something that uh, I'm th- I'm wondering about. I've Actually, I've surfed once in my life, <laughs> and it wasn't where, where even. Was it? it was uh, actually. Um, it was when I was in school, uh, and we had. It was, I think, in. Well, it was in the Netherlands, but um, okay, it yeah. was a kind of a, a kind of a surf camp. But it was um, it was windsurfing with the sail and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 So I. I w- uh, I have to admit, I was I was really bad at it, <laughs> and it's not, it wasn't it wasn't something I would like to do again. But <laughs> but I, I'm not I'm not saying that other people shouldn't. But it's just something that wasn't for me. Uh, but I can imagine that a lot of people are like um, maybe intimidated by what they see, right? Because they see all these people surfing on all these like huge waves, and everybody's like. Uh, I'm I'm not going to try that at all. So how, how do you how do you kind of get people still get people interested in in these kind of holidays? Um, well, I mean, on one end, f- fair call. Um, <laughs> and about you you saying I don't want to try it again. Uh, I would invite you to uh, to have a chat with me after this talk, and then we'll uh, <laughs> we, we see uh, what we can uh, do about that. But um, no, I think what, one of the nice things for us is. It feels, at least for now, for the last couple of, uh, let's say, four years, we, we did four full summers of the surf holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to convince anyone about their willingness to go surfing. Everyone who approaches us wants to go surfing. So that, that makes it, in easy, that yeah. sense, fairly easy for me. However, um, how do we, because that's, that's here, the, I think, the, the very interesting question, how do we convince people to book a surf holiday through us? 
Um, this is something we think about every day or we try to think about every day and to, we try to improve every day um, because we have this strong idea that especially here in the, the Netherlands, people, as soon as they found out that, okay, I'm going to book or I might book a surf camp through a third party like ourselves. Um, so there is something you can book through a provider or you book through a booking platform like, like we are more or less. Um, just it's in the people's mind that it's going to be more expensive, mm. which it isn't um, because we, we, we use exactly the same price as, as our partners do. Um, so this is our main challenge to convince people that we don't offer the same for the same, but we offer more for the same. Exactly. Uh, and this, this is something we, we, okay, we, we don't talk about it every day, but like, Every week or so, we, we do brainstorming and we, we get a new ideas. And, um, and, and yeah, I think in, in short, how we first started, and this is for the surf and language, uh, especially interesting, but also for the surf camps. There are many surf camps um, within Europe who don't necessarily focus on the Dutch market, so they don't have a Dutch website. And we still feel that there's a lot of Dutch people who find it very nice and comfortable to, to book through a Dutch website um and and then besides that uh, but i don't want to go too much into that but we we try to offer some other let's say benefits and and there you you're obviously looking for some benefits which don't cost you a lot of money so you can't you, you just can't afford it to offer huge discounts for example yeah. uh, because we, we work on a commission base so that's so you you kind of have to find ways there of, of, of adding value to the sale, which doesn't cost you anything or doesn't cost you a lot, uh, which, which makes you offer more to the customer than when they would book it directly with the provider. Hmm. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. So uh, what uh, I was also wondering about, because uh, to, to get back to that, that point of getting people through the door, um, how uh, I, I saw that you have a lot of focus on on content marketing and writing blogs to get the story out there. Is that also uh, the the idea behind that to to kind of get people through the door, but also to convince them that uh, it's uh, better to even book through you because of the added value that you provide? Um, well, I mean, we we try indeed to uh, to share a lot of let's say content, um, serve related content. Um, and it's it's not that we uh, only share blogs with lists like top ten reasons why you should book through Servo instead of provider. We don't do that. Um, but what I what what I think what we do well or what what we believe we do well is that we try to um, there there are a lot of well there are a couple of larger surf blogs and and I don't want to say that we we copy their content or anything, but we we try to see how how these guys are doing it. Um, how they kind of create nice surf-related stories. And what, what we see a lot is that in these surf camps, of course, it's about surfing, but more even, it's about the experience. Mm. So um, we, get, we get a lot of, let's say, young, young urban professionals, as we call them in the Netherlands, um, who have a very you know, busy life, work, 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 and they want to you know, they, they take a break for a week or two. And... Nowadays, people tend to look for more than just uh, a holiday where you lay on the beach or where you do sightseeing in a group or whatever. 
So pe- people are really looking, I believe, more and more for, for experiences. And then this combined with, with the booming in surfing, which, which, still, uh, which we can still see, um, makes them actually very much interested in, in these surf camps. So what we try to bring across on one hand is, is more stories about these experiences. So, for example, as a solo traveler, could you do a surf holiday? Um, so I, I think that could be an example of a content-written article which doesn't necessarily sell you right away something, but it's more explaining what you can expect. And, and we hope in that way to make people aware of – because. Uh, Sorry, to, to make people aware of, of, of the possibility that they can easily travel alone and that's no problem whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, this is, by the way, one of, I think this might be the, the most common question I get. Oh, can I also do this alone? Are there more people go, going alone? <laughs> yeah. So exactly. our, our, new, uh, our, our new website, we really had a, like a new uh, like a space for that where there's, there's, very more well very, but there's kind of in detail information about the other guests you can find there mm-hmm. um, and this this we know solely because of the fact that we go to our partners in Europe once a year and we visit the camps when there are other people so we, we kind of really know what's going on there and and from that information we well we use that information to to write these uh, these articles um, yeah. Yeah. So to come back to this 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 um, experience, people really like to to be involved with the surfing and everything what, what's around it. So as soon as people done a surf trip for one week, um, they they hear one thing about there. Well, there's like the the, the World Cup of surfing, which is called the World Surf League, um, and there's like they they have I think twelve events every year, and and yeah, we that that will be a nice example of us sharing some content marketing just about the world surf league people who kind of are involved with surfing or like to be involved with surfing they think like hey this could be a cool article to read it's surf related and then again this is an example of something which isn't you know it's not has no focus whatsoever on a sale of course you, you kind of describe how what the options would be through us to to witness some of these events because they, there are some events which are close to our uh, some of our partners um, so that, that that will be an example. And one other example I really much like is, and this has nothing to do with with like a commercial side to it, but a couple of weeks ago I was in Portugal. Um, we do once a year a visit to uh, to our partner. So I drove around there for two weeks and I got in touch with a, with a shaper. So this a shaper is uh, someone who makes surfboards by hand. Mm-hmm. And um, through someone I met, I got in touch with this guy who was had like a very nice and old factory somewhere in the south of Portugal. And this guy was very approachable and I, I got to visit him. I got to ask him all the questions I wanted. And I was traveling with a good friend of mine uh, who's a photographer as well. And and for him, this was also like the, the coolest, by far the coolest visit of the trip we did because we, we got to see his real factory, you know, with with all these old and new surfboards on the wall. Uh, you really saw like the, the manufacturing process. Uh, there were three guys in three separate rooms uh, working on, on the surfboards. And, and, and we really got an in-depth view of, of how uh, a special surfboard is, is made. Mm. And um, I mean, especially now since because of this photographer, we, we have really cool photos of, of this visit. And we feel like, okay, we can 
create content even on a, on a higher level if we can also combine it with very high quality photos and, and we hope in, in that way and there's many more examples like, like this one uh, to to attract more people to the stories so people hopefully will kind of stay on your website uh, browse around for a bit and then uh, might get interested in uh, in booking a holiday yeah so uh yeah, to, to to summarize we we don't really focus like we, we share a lot of content but we not necessarily focus on selling and of course sometimes you have a top 10 of best serving yoga yeah spots or accommodation or whatever but in, in general most of the content we share is like additional content mm. yeah and the, the the interesting thing here especially when you were talking about uh how how these kind of surfboards are made and and stuff like that that could also even if you think about it, that could also be something that uh, someone would maybe, you, you could even talk to, to people that do this, uh, that, that maybe people want to see, right? They're, they're going to, to do the, the whole surfing experience, they're going to be on a surfboard, but it's, it's I think, interesting as well to, for the actual, actual experience to have that added, uh, that, that added viewing of how, the, how these things are done, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 very nice. I think inside, indeed, of the the story behind the surfboard. And I mean, in all honesty, I have to admit as well that in these surf games, you only see like the the, the very commercial and and mass productive um, mass production surfboards. Sure. But this has nothing to do with with like the handcraft uh, the guy was doing. When we visited, but in like yeah, people have in mind. I want to go surfing, but besides that, they basically don't know anything and. We started our stories, which is also more content-driven, but we started just answering questions, like literally the title of a blog, I want to go surfing, how do I start? And um, and this is content we already have for years and we, we still use every now and then. Um, and now we see we also get into a higher level and, and we, we get to share more in-depth surfing material, which which also then attracts like, people who might not be our target customers uh, as they are already experienced surfers and they're not likely to book a surf camp anymore yeah exactly. uh, but in the end it's it's only good the like on websites uh, as, as everyone knows and google as well uh, the more the merrier yeah yeah that makes so, sense uh, yeah that makes sense I, I was i was wondering uh, because um i also saw on your website that you have like a kind of community aspect to your to your website and brand so why why is that important uh, in the grand scheme of things is that also adding to that experience why, why did you why did you add that um well what one thing we find very important and this is um i mean this really um we we stress this even more when we started off with the servant language but also within the surf holidays we find it very important like connecting people Mm. And um, I know many of our, our partners, they don't, I mean, it, it. of course it happens at the recommendations. So if you're at a surf camp, you're always going to meet new people. Um, but we, we try to really add something extra. So so let's say if you book through us, um, we and this is still um, something we, we are working on. And we, we did some trials for like the summer of 2019. And for the coming summer, we want to get much more active and, 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 and much better at that. Um, but we, we want, and this is of course in, in this, on the second place where I come back to in a second, also a, a way of doing marketing. Um, but we feel it's not our responsibility, but it's just something extra we want to give to the people. And this is again, coming back to how can we add more for the same? 
Um, so if you book through us, we try to get you in touch, and this is all community-driven, but we try to get you in touch with other people who go to the same surf camp or surf house in the same week. Mm. We try to get you in touch already with people who are going to be on the same bus, let's say. And, and, and especially the people who kind of are, are, sh- are shy for the, for the question, am I going to be the only one traveling alone? Well, if you can tell them like, hey, you, you're not going to be the only one and we're going to make it even better because well, there's no promises, but we're going to try to already get you in touch with other people who, are, who you're going to meet in the camp. This makes people feel much more comfortable. And, um, and, 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 and this also, I think, on the, on the long run, you know, it, it might be easier to 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 make to have people commit more to the surfing. So, of course, a community. Let's say you have a Facebook community. Uh, they're going to be the people asking questions and the people answering, and 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 people like to share their experience, like to have other people learn from it. So, if let's say you've been on a on a surf camp to um, to, to Moliets in the south of France, and you are in a group about surfing in Moliets, which we we try to kick off. Then you, um, yeah, you you've been there, and you 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 can answer questions of other people. You like to most people like to help other people and share their experiences. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, one one other benefit how, how we've seen it is that if like on our website we have these destination pages as we call them. So this is Surf Camp A, Surf Camp B, Surf Camp C, etc. Um, but we thought if we make events on Facebook, which are almost like these destination pages, so they, they include a lot of information, of course, not everything, because to have to know everything, people you hope to pe- that people click the link to go to your website. Um, but let's say you book Surf Camp A uh, in the week of July 18th. Uh, then as soon as you book it, I will ask you, hey, if you like, you can join the event on Facebook and you might meet other people there. And then your friends will see the event you're attending and might also get curious. And this is a way how we will try to use this community even more to, to also get more people, you know, familiar with, with what's, what's available and and they might even uh, get, get interested. Yeah. That, that, that's interesting because the, the, um, when I think about it, if I was going to do a, a trip like this, and I haven't done this uh, ever, uh, it, it could it could be um, it could be kind of a, a thing that that keeps you back, right? Where, where you're like, okay, but how is this actually going to work? Uh, and yeah. and it it kind of comforts you that there is other people that's also going to do it, maybe also for the first time. Uh, where you can actually figure it out uh, together, and for example, when you're on that bus or whatever, uh, and and you do see someone that you already talked to, it's 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 <coughs> kind of a, a comforting feeling in that sense. So I I I, yeah. I I understand that 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 completely. I mean that's that, that that makes a lot of sense to to even more enrich that experience that you that you're going to have. Uh, yeah. So what I would like to do, I have two more questions uh, before I wrap yep. up. Uh, so when you look at the kind of travel business and how it's going like that and all the trips that are made, there's a lot of uh, a lot of people in the space, of course, doing just normal vacations and stuff like that. But uh, where where do you where do you see the future for what you are doing right now? So is that uh, are are those things like adding more to the experience, or what what do you see for for the future of uh, of Surf Hawaii? Um, well, I mean, on, on one hand, the negative side of, or the let, let, let's say the um, 
the danger, the risk of of, or of, of, of doing a niche market is that when the niche is gone, the business is gone. Mm. And this is obviously something we are aware of. However, we, um, sorry. <coughs> However, we do believe that this business will go on for, for the coming years and, and many, many more years after. As we see that, you know, surf camps, are, which are our partners, and in the end, it's their responsibility. No, not their responsibility, but it's it's their role to to change things uh, in the, in that essence. Um, but surf camps already exist. Well, as I said, the first one I know existed in '91, um, and uh, yeah, they 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 go along with with the change ever changing times as well. I mean, they they also feel that people are looking for more than just a holiday um people are looking more than just going to a camp to get wasted every night and party people want <laughs> yeah, more and, yeah and um I, I i i see this already happening a lot so it's all about this experience so they like the, the camps they're not selling it and neither are we like as as an educational experience and of course again they, we do two different things surf camps when what i'm talking about right now and serving languages and i think languages it's you know people are never tired of learning new languages so this will continue forever um but for in terms of the surf camps yeah i mean the the the, the camps they feel as well that they have a responsibility to to keep uh innovating and and and, and we see that happening and and camps yeah. come up with new ideas and and now we um as, as people know that we are actually we are the guys from originally the servant language courses we know that after like talking to many of the owners of the camps over the years people are looking into the option of, of offering language classes at their surf camp so this is mm. one easy example of and and i'm not sure if that's already going to happen in 2020 but I mean, we we could even in, initiate that, so we we can have a role there as well. If we tell to one of our partners, like, hey, let's give it a go. Let's say one week, we actively offer the Spanish classes, one hour a day, and that week only. And we see if it's very popular, we we do it again in 2021. But then for the full summer, and if it's not working, well, then it's not working. Nice try. Um, but there, there there are just many many ways to um, to to. To, to to make that better i know i know surf houses who were thinking about opening like small co-work spaces so to attract a different type of customer mm. there are more camps who as in like in their activities yeah the the daily the sorry the day trip to san sebastian is is ever popular so that that won't change but uh, yoga is very popular but to uh to let's say do a volleyball tournament yeah i mean at some point people will get tired of it but instead of that you you offer a workshop storytelling, which which camps might be doing, of course, and this yeah they're they're easily potential for that. You know that's that 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 are ways how how the camps try to 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 think along with the customer and to to offer them more, and that's mm. that that's something what what makes this business sustainable for the for the coming years. And together with our partners, we we really look into it and and. I mean, what the partners do, we translate onto our website, of course, uh, and and they they will know that the the, the better they they do this job of 
of keep innovating, offer more to the clients, more than just the drinking and the surfing, which which still is going to happen, which is fine, but people are looking more for it. That um, that's that's their responsibility, and and they do this, and, yeah. and therefore, again, I think it's it's going to be a sustainable business. Okay, yeah, I'm. I mean, it makes total sense that you need to keep innovating in, uh, especially in a niche market. You need to keep uh, get people through that door and actually get them uh, to to experience the the full uh, experience that you can can provide to them. So, um, yeah. the last question to to wrap up. Um, what uh, what are you most proud of since you started this uh, this whole journey with uh, with Surferwell? What I'm most proud of, um, well, obviously, what I'm most proud of is that we still exist and we still grow. So we we try to to double up our sales uh, every year, and now again this year it seems that we will manage. Um, so my my first real own company so as real as in doing it for a living is is still succeeding and and we go already towards uh, five years so that's that's by far what i'm most proud of um and what i'm also proud of is that and on one hand it kind of it, it feels like there's we lucky that in that sense we found each other but i'm also very proud of that that i'm that well able to to work together with with my co-founder and there's like we're always on the same level and we just really we both do a lot of let's say people management in in a very good way of that that we exactly know um what the qualities of of the other person are uh, how we can make each other get get the best out of each other and and like the us two that really is the company and that's also something i'm, I'm very proud of that that we manage that with the two of us very cool, very cool. So um, uh, to uh, wrap up for the for the listeners, where can they uh, find SurferWell on uh, on the internet? Uh, well, we have a website in Dutch and English, uh, com, and surf a while for people who, who are still struggling with the name. It's like surfing a while in, in yeah. English writing. <laughs> um and not necessarily to promote it, but again to come back to this kind of uh, content marketing uh, after the trip with our um, with with the photographer in, um, in in Portugal. I think that our Instagram account is also really cool to 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 get a real vibe of very well taken and cool photos surf related. So these are surf photos, but also surf related photos. So that uh, for the people who might be interested in that, uh, feel free to have a look. Okay, cool. Uh, Olmo, thanks a lot for uh, being my guest. Uh, it was a yeah. pleasure to talk to you. The same, man. Thanks a lot. It was great uh, to have this conversation. No problem. Uh, and for the listeners, you can uh, find the Bits vs. Byte podcast on bitsvsbytes.com. And of course, uh, you can find us on uh, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. It's all bitsvsbytes. And if you haven't subscribed to the newsletter, uh, there's a newsletter every two weeks uh, where uh, I send over five things uh, that are interesting within uh, business, technology, or leadership. It can be found on uh, bitsvsbytes.com slash newsletter. And I would like to thank you for listening. And until next time.